Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. We're spending some time this month and we, um, especially with the morning um, service uh, where where there's a lot of new people we're just taking it slowly like a lack of course and and just really simmer around our heart when it comes to the person of the holy spirit and the gifts and, and just making sure people understand what our posture is towards uh, the incredible gifts that God give us and how he wants us to steward it and use it and also how he does not want us to steward and use it. And so tonight I just took a few sermons that I actually did in the mornings and put it into one. Um, I'm going to go a little bit on higher speed tonight. I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit in Secunda. That's what I want to talk about. I've got a proposition up here. A proposition is, a, is an idea where this sermon comes from and also answer it once to um, a question I want to answer through the sermon. If we can get that first slide on there. Here's, here's my proposition for the evening. I'm just putting it out there. Sometimes I like to keep it hidden to have my cards close to my chest. But here it is. The danger is that the church has a genie in a bottle view of the Holy Spirit. Falsely, the Spirit is believed to be one who works nice, quick, miracles or produce a manifestation when he is summoned okay see that tone as a reaction sadly other groups ignore the spirit altogether by discovering who he is we can love him enjoy him and be used by him okay so just to to spend a little bit more time on that proposition on the one side we have a very influential and popular movement around the world which which shows and reveals the holy spirit as one when he's summoned he he comes and you know produce a certain amount of tricks all right and there's crazy stuff out there from people walking on the stage like dogs barking and it's 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 just chaos all right um and a lot of those things i believe is not the work of a spirit okay but now as a reaction like humans do we've got groups on the other side which just they don't go there okay we're not going to talk about the gifts we're not going to talk about the spirit or deal with it in a very dismissive fashion now just because there is errors on both sides as believers as spiritual disciples we do not get to choose we must ask God to train us in the right way in which we should go. Be aware. Let's be aware of mistakes people make because the truth is we do the same. All right? But what I believe is if we have our hearts humbly before God, humbly before God teachable, and we open our hearts to Scripture and the Holy Spirit Himself, that He can teach us how to open our hearts for the working of the gifts in our midst in a way that exalts him. Amen. So this is what we, where we are going tonight. It's, it's interesting when, uh, when I was a student, uh, there's many charismatic churches in Stellenbosch now. 
But when I was a student, it was only shofar. Uh, we started out, there was very hard grounds, and a lot of people came to faith. And these Christians, these students went back in classes and asked difficult questions, especially in the scientific classes, you know, and they really started to live their faith. And then the university started to have a pushback towards our church because the students would really stand up for their faith. And, and so people started to write and blog about these crazy shofar people. And there was two accusations the one writer made. They said, if you're in shofar, you have to be pretty because everyone's pretty. Okay? That was, that was the accusation. Okay? And it's just common sense. When, when God saves you, he saves you from this to this. You know, but the first thing is there was a great compliment in the, in the persecution. They're all beautiful people. And I say amen to that. Amen? amen. The, the second thing is, they're always so joyful. And, and that was also meant to be an accusation. You know? So um, the problem with these shofar people is they're all very pretty and very joyful. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with that writer. But... Um, I think it's because of an incredible love for the Holy Spirit that allowed God's love and freedom to flow into the hearts of students. And they went back into res, went back into classes and just were not afraid to shine a light for Jesus. And my prayer is that we can do the same. And let it be known that we are all pretty and very happy. Amen? <laughs> Can we claim that? I just want to pray before I get into this. Father, as we come together tonight, we come to honor your name. Hallowed be your name in this town. Let each of us step aside as our hearts cry, your kingdom come. My kingdom disappear. Less of my kingdom more of yours, less of me, more of you, like John the Baptist said, Lord. And Holy Spirit, as we turn our hearts to, to meditate on who you are, we, we come with great respect tonight. We come with great respect for who you are. We honor you. And we are not here to, to rub the little genie bottle so that the genie comes out. We're not here for a trick. We're here to have a relationship with God. And actually, Lord, we just come in a moment and just repent actually on behalf of the church and the world out there. And also for ourselves, for having a misconstrued relationship with the Spirit. On the one side, thinking of the Holy Spirit as a thing, a trick-producing force, we repent for that. On the other side, we repent, Lord, for ignoring you, Holy Spirit, altogether. And as individuals, we err on both sides, and we just come and we just bring our broken hearts. We, we don't hide our iniquity from you. We say, Lord, that's us. We're part of a church. We're part of a bride. If the bride somewhere hurts, then, then we hurt, Lord. We're not better. We're, we're just a part of a bride. But help us that maybe through your grace we may lead as an example in this town and beyond. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
I want to start with who is the Holy Spirit? Just a few things about the Holy Spirit. If you've been to encounters, you would have heard this. We need to hear the important things often. Amen. That's why we pray daily. We ask for forgiveness daily. We come to a Father daily. We ask for His provision daily. And uh, to repeat very important things, uh, we should receive it with a worshipful heart. Amen. Just because we hear something does not mean we do it well. <laughs> But let's start, I want to give you four things about who the Spirit is, and then and this is going to be fast, and then we're going to move over to, and so from who He is, how does He work with us in this town? I'm going to go fast. Maybe if I don't get through everything, I'll leave it for next time, but it's a mouthful. Genesis 1 verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form, void, and darkness was over the face of a deep, and the Spirit was hovering over the face of the waters. Okay, the Holy Spirit is not something Benny Hinn invent, invented. All right, it's been there for eternity. As God, Amen. Holy Spirit is eternal. Number two, the Spirit is God. Jesus says, "Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit." goes on in Acts 5, and uh, Peter said to Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And then in the bottom line, he says, you have not lied to man, but to God. Okay, the Holy Spirit is God. He's not a smoke, he's not a force, he's not the part of a trinity that's on the bench, okay? He's God, all right? Number three, he's a person, okay? As, as a, the father is a father and the son is a son, so the Holy Spirit is a person. And now it's difficult for us and it's all right to have a mystery box and say, God, I don't 100% understand, but I do believe because that's faith, all right? What we can see about the Holy Spirit is that he's possible to be grieved, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed. Okay? Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. That, that's very interesting. You, you cannot grieve a thing. You cannot grieve a table or a glass of water. But the Holy Spirit can be grieved. In Acts 7.51 it says, You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Spirit, as your fathers did. Okay, so the Holy Spirit can be resisted. The Holy Spirit can be invited. The Holy Spirit can, in a specific moment in your home, feel resisted. The Holy Spirit can, in a specific moment in your home, feel welcomed. Okay? There's things you can do, think, get involved with when you're on your own that causes the spirit to feel resisted, unwelcome in your space. There's things you can do, think of, meditate on, sing, engaging, that causes the spirit to feel invited and celebrated. You see how you see that sensitivity. All right. 
The Holy Spirit is the one that empowers Jesus. Okay. So when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the Spirit of God ascending like a dove coming to rest on him. When he was baptized, the Spirit came down, rest and stayed on him. And then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's crazy doctrine. Okay. Led by the Spirit into his greatest moments of temptation and victory. Right, uh, I know this is a multi-layered topic because Jesus was never for a moment not God, yet the Spirit was with him. And we also actually observe in Scripture Jesus doing miracles and then the disciples saying, wow, you are the Son of God. So it's, 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 it's hard to put your finger on it whether Jesus, the Trinity is a hard concept to start off with, but could Jesus do miracles without the Holy Spirit is a very big question because is Jesus ever without the Holy Spirit? All we see is Jesus is not, bad, is, is not intimidated by saying, I rely on the Spirit. Look at the next verse. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news of the poor. So there might be groups out there that get technical and say, if the Spirit was not on Jesus, then he could not have performed any miracles. I don't think that's important to know tonight, um, the important thing that you must know is Jesus was never not God, ever. Okay, He was God from the moment he was conceived and he will forever stay God. And by the way, he will forever remain a man. Once he was born as a man, he stays as a man. What we do see is that Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he empowers, empowers me. And now I'm causing your brain to go, but that's good. That's good. Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering the sight of the blind to set at liberty those who are impressed, oppressed. And so there's just a summary. The Holy Spirit is a lot more than that. But just for the sake of a sermon, Holy Spirit is eternal. Spirit is God. He's a person, not a thing or a force or smoke. And the Holy Spirit empowers Jesus.